your struggle is over and your mourning is ended. Well, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I don't know if it's one or many that needs to hear that, but Lord, I pray that um, we'd be able to <laughs> respond to your Holy Spirit. Lord, if that word's for us, Lord, let us grab a hold of that and not only receive it, but Lord, then react, Lord, and, and take action uh, in accordance with your word to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you can be seated for just a moment. I, I wanted to talk with you about wonder this morning. Um, and this is going to be kind of a crazy way for me to go about it, but um, Connie and I having a retail store downtown over the years has caused us both to go, wow, people come in and spend money here. And, and I know you guys are laughing, but the truth is, is until you're in that situation, you don't realize, wow. And, and now what happens is I go into other places and I go, wow, this is so cool that they can do this. And, and uh, a few weeks ago, I went into uh, our bank and I was making s some deposits there. And I was looking around at everything in the bank. Anybody else ever look around in the bank? And look around at how many employees there are and how beautiful everything is. Everything's so nice and everything like that. And I said to the teller, I said, isn't it amazing that there's this much money in town that finances all of the things of this bank? And her immediate reaction was she took offense to what I was saying and, and thought that I was saying, gee, banks make an awful lot of money. And, and I was saying that, sort of, but what I was really saying is, it's amazing that you have a job here, that there's this building here and, and all of this stuff. I said, it just amazes me. And then when you realize that it's not the only bank in town, it's multiplied over and over and over again. And I was thinking, man, this is amazing because it's, it's crazy. If you guys go into Walmart, you know, I'll mention a business there. If you go into Walmart, it should blow you away that in Cody, Wyoming, we have that kind of a resource. If you go to the rec center, it should blow you away that there's this kind of resource available. You should be awestruck, but we aren't. Fair, fair enough to say? We just, it's everyday occurrence. We're just used to it. And uh, it's over the last few years that the Lord has just... Uh, it, you know, unpredictable moments, the Lord will just drop one of those. You know, Kenny, isn't this amazing? Well, if you're wondering if I'm going anywhere spiritual with that. In Ephesians 1, starting in verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Now, I'm just reading a, a very short portion of God's 
resources invested in us. And that's way better than any bank. It's way better than Walmart. It's way better than the rec center. It's better than anything else that you could compare it to. God, in fact, uh, I read this here uh, a few weeks ago, um, that when it says that in Romans chapter 1, when Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. It's the wonder of God. And so as we approach this time today, that, that there would be a sense of wonder. And I was asking the worship team, what makes you go wonder? You know, this is wondrous, or this is awesome. This is something about God. And uh, what we're going to do for uh, a very, very short break, you're not going to have time to wander everywhere because we've, we're going to kind of tighten things up a little bit today because of heart change sharing today. But uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you to do this. What is something that makes you go, wow, God? And I want, to sh I want you to share that with at least two people near you. Yep, you're going to share it with somebody. Not, uh, we don't have time for everybody to share this morning as far as giving you each time to share to everybody. But we do have time for you to share that with two people around you. What is wonderful about God? What is part of the resources? And, and by the way, get this. When we think of resources, we tend to think of what's in it for me. Right? All of that stuff is coming towards us that I just read about in Ephesians. But here's, here's the great news. It's meant to go out of me, too. It's meant to go out of you. It's meant to be a resource that just doesn't come in, but it comes in and it goes back out again. So when you talk about the things that are awesome about God, think in terms of it's, it has come towards me, but it's meant to go out of me as well. Amen? Amen. Come thou fount. Aren't you glad he does? Another point of wonderment becomes. Well, this morning things are a little bit different. Um, I think we did this back in August, didn't we? So... Uh, Heart change was here back in August, and uh, now here we are in January, 2019, starting a new year. And some folks are starting a new change of heart, right? So I'm going to turn it over to Lowell, and he'll introduce everybody, and uh, they'll take over for a bit. Good morning. Um, so, yeah, we're so pleased to be here. You'll, If you look around, you'll notice some people that have, instead of white name tags, they have blue name tags. They don't have a normal kind of a name. It's a name that the Lord revealed to, uh, the Holy Spirit has revealed it, how, how the Lord looks at them. Uh, my name tag is white today because the Lord let me, led me to be a participant rather than a member of staff, and, and he met me in such a neat way, and I'll share that with you a little bit later. So we have folks here from Vancouver, Washington, and even Long Beach, clear out on the Pacific Coast that came here to to uh, be part of this awesome process of just setting the atmosphere so that we could point people to Jesus, to the Father God, and to the Holy Spirit who just wants to do a great work in us and just draw us and heal us, speak to us. And it's just undeniable what, what has happened here. And that's started by one of the participants who will 
who will share a little bit later on. So we're so glad we're here. I want to introduce to you Ian McIntosh, who is, is the director of our nonprofit organization that we call Organic Gathering. And uh, he and his wife, Mac, lead uh, workshops all over the place. And we're so glad to have them here for the second time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You guys are an amazing church. And I, I say that very sincerely. Like, wow, really. You guys are awesome. Um, not, not only because you opened the facility to us twice now, which means we must not have offended you too horribly the first time, right? <laughs> so, okay, that's good. But, but no, just being here and worshiping with you and, and getting to know you guys, uh, we have been so blessed by the, the heart that you have to, to love God and to see his love pour into people's lives and through people into other people's lives. And, and that's really what we're about. We're about seeing people, you know, um, walk into that identity that God has for them and then uh, have that impact the world around them. And so uh, we're blessed that you get to hear a bit of uh, what people have experienced these uh, last few days. So um, just a, a bit of, in, if you were here in August, this may be a reminder. If you weren't, then this will be the first time you hear it. But um, our participants, when they share, we've asked them to share uh, their dagger statement. And a dagger statement, uh, what, what we call the dagger statement, is a statement of truth that they can use to defeat the lies of the enemy. And I forget which song it was, but there was a song that we sang that was talking about like when, when God will overcome those lies, you know? And, and I was like, dude, that's it, yeah! And, and so, you know, we have this dagger statement and, and we, we guide them through a process of crafting that statement so that, so that it will be effective against the lies that they are susceptible to. And so we've asked them to share that um, statement with you when, when they're sharing this morning. And uh, additionally, I should just mention a few uh, things that are kind of unique to heart change. Uh, one would be that uh, if someone um, is, uh, we call it like deeply emoting, right? Like they, they connect with something really deep. It, it may be some, some pain from long ago or uh, some joy that has replaced pain from long ago or something. Then we have a habit of standing in support of them. So while someone's sharing, if, if you see them, you know, getting uh, emotional and then you see some of us kind of popping up and standing, um, I just want to warn you that's what's going on there. It, it is as if we are saying, um, I, my heart breaks for you. I wish I could have been for you then when that happened. I couldn't, but I'm here for you now. And, and so we just stand for them to, to communicate that from our hearts. So, you know, if you want to join in that, feel free. And if you are bothered that the person in front of you is now obstructing your view, then now you know why. So... <laughs> And, uh, and I also should mention that um, we've asked them to share in the first person. So if you hear them start to say, well, you know how when you and you know how when we, uh, you, you might hear me gently remind them, you know, to, it, I might say like, when who? And, and just kind of to remind them to share from the first person. Because what we want is to hear what's in their hearts and what God has been doing in them. So um, with, um, I don't want to take up too much time. I'll just uh, set the mic down here and let uh, our participants start sharing. We have no particular order, and we really have no idea what they're going to share. We call it like a spiritual potluck. You know, we told them, okay, just go home, ask God what he wants you to bring for the spiritual potluck, and it'll be yummy. So I hope your spiritual appetites are ready, because here we go.
I'm blessed by the fact that this is my church family, and they do know that I am stretching right now <laughs> by being first. All weekend long, I have, or all week, all the time, I have been stretching myself and volunteering to be first because I know that I usually like to be last or not at all, hoping that we run out of time. <laughs> um, I, through the workshop, I felt I was loved and that um, God was holding me in his arms and rocking me like a father and, and showing me all his love. So... I'm going to do something that I would never, ever do, <laughs> which is going to scare some people. It'll be an easy, uh, you know, easy act to follow for all you guys. <laughs> uh, I wish I had ear plugs for you guys. I'm sorry. You're going to have to deal with this. <laughs> I'm going to sing. And I can hear it in my ears, but you guys can't hear Caught in a half-life, I'm caught alone. Waking up to the sunrise and the radio. Feels like I'm caught up, folding me. Playing the day will be the day I'm go free. I want to live like I know tomorrow. I want to dance like no one's around. I want to sing like nobody's listening before I lay my body down. I want to live like <laughs> plenty. I want to look like I'm not afraid. I want to be the one I was meant to be. I want to be the way I was made. <laughs> and <laughs> thank you. And I, I am God's beautiful, beloved daughter. Freed by the blood of Christ, I am who you say I am. Is it, is it on? Is it on? Okay. That's a private joke. <laughs> 2 Timothy 1.7. For God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That's what it gave me, but that's not what I had when I came here. I haven't had that in such a long time. I've been fearful of many, many things. My life was full of bitterness. I put Jesus on the back burner for a long time. 
I let distractions take up much of my time. Woo! That's what I say, woo! <laughs> and that's my next couple of words. Now all I can say is, wow! <laughs> heart change changed my thinking. It changed my heart. I don't, I don't have this dark heart anymore. And this workshop, it changed my life. And because of this workshop, I left that bitterness at the foot of the cross that unforgiveness that I carried for so many years. I left it, and I never want to pick it up again, and I know that I never will. And that's the power of the blood of Jesus. And I thank Jesus for helping me through this, and I know that he loves me. Ian and Mac and his staff helped me become a new person a new person in Christ. Heart change is the best four days I've ever spent. And I thank you all for that. And this is my dagger. I am your child, Jesus. And I know you protect me always. And I am loved by God. Amen. Thank you and God bless you all. Hello, my name's William Lefko. Um, I'm actually new to Cody. I moved here in March. Um, and uh, since I've been here, um, you know, I, I, I haven't a church, attended church once, not once. Um, and uh, my neighbor said, hey, why don't you come with us on, um, on Christmas Eve to our church, you know, for the service. And I did, and it was great. And Lowell was sitting exactly where he's sitting right now, and I was sitting right behind him. And at the end of the service, he handed me a card. That was it. Not, I'm Lowell, this is what this is about. Just a card. And passing like this. Bloop, gone. <laughs> so, so, I have, so I have this card, and it's sitting on my coffee table. And I called the number three times, and I get this accounting service. You know, this is so-and-so accounting. I'm like, man, this is crazy. The devil is really trying to keep me away from going to this dang thing. But on uh, last Thursday at 8.45 in the morning, I showed up, not knowing what to expect. But I know I needed something because, you know, I slipped away from God so far that, um, just a caveat, I was saved uh, through Young Life in uh, North Carolina uh, back when I in back in 1984, 1984, and I've been in and out of life with God. Um, and you go to something like that, and your heart grows, and everything's good for a little bit. What? I yeah I, I me I. Um, 
So when I got here, I, uh, this was about as big as my cross was, just a small little cross. I did believe in God. I know I'm going to heaven because I know what he did for me. But it became so small and insignificant that it wasn't doing anything for me in my life, you know. And that, that, that was a miserable way. I've been living a miserable life for decades. And I had all this burden, all this stuff that was just holding me down that I didn't even really know was there because I'd never, I'd never been able to sit and talk about it or had the right facilitator say, well, think of it this way. Think of it that way. And that's what happened at life, I mean, at Heart Change. I had a, was with an amazing bunch of people um, and facilitators who, for all of them now, I consider friends, every one of them. Um, and then the cool thing is, by last night, I mean, we were really having fun, sweating, dancing, and doing skits and stuff. It's amazing how the transformation happens in such a non-conformist way. It's just like God by ether. You know what I mean? It, it, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. That's how it felt. And then so now, oh, and another thing, like this little cross, it's got all these points and jaggeds, and you put it in your pocket, and you go, you put your hand in there, and, and it cuts your hand, and you just don't feel comfortable with it. Well, this is my cross now. Rounded and smooth and something I can carry that has weight. And if I can keep this with me, then I will have my faith daily. And it is so good that I don't need alcohol or drugs or any other crap on the outside to bring me to God or to make me feel good. Now I feel good through God. And that's within three and a half short days. Think what the future holds. It's amazing. It was the most amazing transformation I've ever had in my entire life. That includes war, boot camp, service overseas, being away from my family and friends, death. It's amazing. And hopefully we'll get to do it again maybe in August. And if we do, believe I'm coming back as a TA. Guaranteed. I, I have to read my dagger because my short-term memory's blown. But my dagger says, I am a magnificent creation of the Lord God. I follow him always with unwavering faith. Amen. And I'm just going to end with this. God is good all the time. So I'm Lowell, and it was a bit of a surprise that I became a participant rather than staff. So, um, but God knew what he was doing. I've been struggling in my professional life. I've been over-promising and under-delivering. Under I wanted to change that pattern. I strived to overcome it, and I prayed. Several times I felt like the Lord threw me a rope each time I took hold, but I never fully pulled myself out. I was frustrated with my choices, and I felt stuck. At the workshop, the Lord met me in my small group. He revealed himself, reminding me that he was the good shepherd that leaves the 99 to find the one lost sheep. 
I knew then that I was not receiving all the Lord wanted to give me. I asked for him to throw me a rope so I could pull myself in. I was trying to overcome my sin in my own way through my own strength. But my God, our God, your God, doesn't throw a rope. He dives into the ocean and swims to me, to you, to us. And in his mighty strength, he brings you and me to safety. I needed to know that. That's what the Lord did for me during the workshop. He got wet. He didn't hold back. He was willing to do it all. The wet reminded me of baptism. I go under, and the Lord brings me from death to life. The cost of remaining the same had become too much for me to stay where I was. Has it become too much for you, too? The opening song in the workshop is called Ready for a Change. The line that grabbed me was, I've been walking, but I want to fly. I'd sure like us to fly together. Last night I had a dream. I was sitting at a huge table. A banquet feast was before me. And everyone else at the table were were these folks, these little ones. You were there, and your sister was there, and Emma was there, and Ethan was there, Natalie and her brothers and sister, Brooke. The Mach children were there. Maddie was there. And they were having fun, and they were feasting, and it was just amazing. And, and I turned to my right to, to take in some of the laughter, and I turned back, and... The, the serving plates that had on it what I wanted to eat, a great big steak, it was empty. And I thought, and I said out loud, well, where did, it, where did it go? And I heard laughter straight across from me, and it was like there was a balloon kind of moving back and forth, and then the balloon moved off to the side, and it was Natalie. And Natalie had taken the last steak, and she just was eating it like crazy. It's like she could not get enough food. But she just kept laughing all the more, and I realized that as soon as it was the plate was empty, there was more on it because it was the feast of the Lord. It was so cool. There was always more. And isn't that what we want our children to experience? We don't want them to be fearful of, of going without. We don't want them to be afraid of anything. We don't want them for, to want for anything. So one powerful way for that to happen is for us to have Jesus in their lives. So when, when Bonnie and I uh, met and we were going through biblical counseling before we met to, to learn how to counsel, we set out to, to learn all we could so that we would, we would be good parents. I'd, I'd raise my four and she had four uh, that, were coming, that would come into my home. And, and we would be mom and dad to them. And we wanted to do it right. And so... Heart change has helped us do that, to create that atmosphere where Jesus is present, where we can reflect Jesus, where we can learn how to communicate better, how we can learn to be who Jesus calls us to be, so that we can share and we can grow together, because we want to pass it on to them so that they pass it on to others, so that it can be replicated. So having our children fully know Jesus and giving them the tools to pass it on, that's a great, 
great legacy. And I'm excited to be part of that. So, Natalie Schnackenberg, I have a key for you. And this is the key to the Feast of the Lamb, where the food just keeps getting served, never runs out. And this is a key for you and for anybody that you would lead to that. And I know you know we don't actually need a key because Jesus is our key. He's our ticket to get into that. But I want that to be, and I know that will be, and I speak that prophetically over you, that that is your legacy to lead many to the feast. So thanks for your laughter and being part of my dream, being the star of my dream and being giving me so much comfort. So the line in the song was, I've been walking, but I want to fly. Would you sing it with me? I've been walking, but I want to fly. 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 My dagger. Okay. So my dagger is, I am Papa's chosen, content, joyful, and alive. Just sit right there. No, there you go. Sit right there. You can sit right down. Yep. Yep. Okay. Now tell everybody your name. I'm Alice Elizabeth Schultz Fails. And I'm Glenna Fails. Whew. I'm upset already. <laughs> Just give me a minute. That's have broad shoulders. Um, this is my grandma, and she raised me. So we've spent a long time together. And I knew I'd be like this, so in the midst of the night, um, oop. And I 
<laughs> oh, that would be helpful, thank you. Oh, yeah. Okay. I made us flashcards. Lol's gonna help Grandma. And Bets, will you help me? Grandma, hold on to this. And Lol's gonna read it out loud. So we don't have to talk too much until the part comes that I didn't get all the flashcards made. And then I've got a helper. So this is Alice. These are Alice's words. God has always been with me. Jesus has always lightened my way. Jesus has always lightened my way through the mountains. The staff called me prickly pears, keeping in practice that And Alice says they named me yelling in silence. have a little more of mine wrote out. Okay, this is from Grandma. Hoping Glenna can shed here her mask, her mask and trust. Uh, hoping that Glenna will shed her mask and trust instead in Jesus. Okay. The bob wire that binds my ankles the mask that hides my face. Me, I was told I was a book. As I ride my horse over the mountains, this is from Grandma, I know, I know, and have always known, God will take me all the way. This is from me. The tears I've shed have all dried up, mostly. 
My mask is gone. My mask is gone. It's from Grammy. I know, and I'm now in our camp. The horses have all been turned out. Wood has been gathered. The fire smells so delightful, crackling and popping. The hustle and bustle of all is almost over. Over, our home is made for the night. I put together, almost made and put together. I go to my cook tent and finish dinner. I thought of our, our journey together. It's almost come to an end. Give me great strength. My journey with the staff and the students has been one I will never, never forget. The days were long. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let me catch myself up here. The days were long. The trip, it passed so quickly. Uh a slight fear runs down my spine. Can I do this on my own? Okay. You guys are awesome. It's a hope. It's a whole new, yes, I can. Because... In my longer and lone and alone, I will never be alone. I have Jesus. Yeah. It's her turn to trust Jesus, Grandma says. I always have, I, and he brings me great joy and comfort. It's about wrapped up. Me, I ride through these mountains with my Savior. I look and see the biggest smile in all, the, all my Gramsie's face. Grammy says her, her dagger statement. I am God's child, and he has always been with me. My dagger statement, I am God's mighty warrior, and I ride on his staff. and I want people to hear her. Yes, yeah. I was hoping you would do okay, that. Awesome. <laughs> so Alice, would, would you be willing to share with everyone here some of the things that you experienced this weekend? 
Well, I'm still experiencing. That's very true. You are. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What were some of the best parts for you? Like what? Uh, like some of the things that you enjoyed the most. Here? Yeah, yeah, here this oh, weekend. Oh, the camaraderie of the people. Mm. They included me mm -hmm. instead of just leaving me sit out and watch over. Mm -hmm. They took me in and made me feel like I belong somewhere. Yeah. I'm so glad that, that Glenna loves you very much and brought you along this weekend. Oh, I wouldn't have missed it. It's just made my whole life worthwhile. Mm. It's been a long journey. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Well, I, I think you've said some very good things there. I really appreciate it. Okay, and thank I'm, you. And I'm really thankful that, that Glenn is such a good granddaughter to you. Oh, she is. She's my life now. Mm. I can't get along without her. Yeah. <laughs> if I make a mistake, she has to cover it up. <laughs> 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 yeah. Amen. Mm, amen. Yeah. Uh, Glenna just said that that's because you took care of her all your younger years and or her younger years. So now it's her turn to take care of you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, thank you so and much, oh, Alice. I'll be so mean. <laughs> 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 okay, let's let's get you back to your seat now. Yes, thank you, thank you, Alice. <laughs> Thank you, Alice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. No, that, that's for you. So um, Alice actually sets the record as the oldest person to have been a participant for heart change. So just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, 94? 95. Wow. Wow. Mm. Very good.
Well, uh, we're going to take a little time to uh, look at a story from God's Word. And uh, um, those of you staff, um, just to warn you, I'm going to kind of cut off the first half and we'll just do the second half just uh, because I'm hungry. (laughs) Uh, But we're going to be looking at Judges chapter 6. And um, in in the book of Judges, we are introduced to a character named Gideon. And uh, um, God comes to Gideon, and uh, while Gideon is fearfully hiding from some people that are oppressing him, God comes to him and says, Hail, mighty warrior, which is very ironic because he's afraid and he's hiding. And, uh, but God saw something in him that maybe he didn't even know was there. And uh, so God um, coaxes faith out of him and has him uh, make an offering, and God consumes it miraculously, and then God sends him to knock down the altar of Baal that is in his father's house, and then um, and, and God uh, prompts him to, to raise an army to defeat the Midianites that were oppressing him. And, and, and so we'll pick up the story there in, uh, in Judges chapter 6, uh, but to help me with that, I'm going to ask for one of our participants to be a Gideon for me, and... Um, so, William, would you, uh, would you play the role of Gideon for me in this impromptu skit? Sure. Awesome. Thank you. Come on up here then. And uh, I guess it's not too impromptu. Well, it is for you, but I have a script for you, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, you get, yeah, well, you, you did pretty well at that yesterday, didn't you? <laughs> So, um, so Gideon, um, and, and in fact, why don't we get a few of uh, uh, the other participants to come up and be Gideon's helpers? So, some of you get okay. Here we go. So, uh, right behind you, you've got your your two uh, your two uh, steadfast helpers here, and uh, Gideon is going to um, send them out to uh, to get um, to raise an army because there are one hundred and thirty five thousand Midianites who have heard what Gideon's up to here. And, um, and so Gideon's going to send them out to, to collect God's army. So go ahead and go get God's army. And, and you can just bring, bring them up here when, when you get them. That's a good-looking army. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> freedom. Yeah. The pay is freedom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, so here we we've got. A fa- okay, drafted. Yep. You guys are good draft agents. That's awesome. <laughs> so so here we have. We have 32,000 Israelite soldiers right here. Give them a hand. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, those of you that didn't join the army, you are Midianites. You're the bad guys. <laughs> but, but guess what? But there are 135,000 of you guys against how many? 32,000 here. You've got 32,000, and there's 135,000. So... So I don't know. Um, 
if I was Gideon, I would be uh, feeling kind of anxious about that, maybe going back to my scaredy cat ways. So Gideon, um, he's going to, yeah, he's going to tell the Lord something here. Lord, if you are truly going to use me to rescue Israel, Israel, prove it. I'll pull, I'll put a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. If the fleece is wet with dew in the morning, but the ground is dry, then I will know that you are going to help me rescue Israel as you promised. All right. So then uh, Gideon takes this beautiful piece of white wool here <laughs> and he puts it on the ground. <laughs> and then uh, everybody goes to sleep. And everybody wakes up. And, and Gideon's excited to go see, and uh, let's see, is, is the uh, ground going to be dry and the fleece going to be wet? Oh, that's me, right. Oh, thanks. he's giving me my lines, that's good. So, that's exactly what happened. When Gideon got up the next morning, he squeezed out the fleece and he wrung out an entire bowl full of water. It was just like, God had, like he had asked God to do. Please don't be angry. I have one more request. Let me use the fleece for one more test. This time, let the fleece remain dry while the ground around it is wet with dew. All right, so then we all go to sleep again. All right, and then, and then we wake up. Yep, here, I got you. I got you. There you go. You're good. We'll, yeah, we'll put that on later. It's fine. Yeah. So uh, so that was exactly what God did. God did it again, just like Gideon had asked him to. That morning, the ground was covered with dew, but the fleece was dry. So then God said, You have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands, or Israel will boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back. Any of you, any of you who are afraid, go on home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So, t- 22,000 scaredy cats there, because Gideon started out with 32,000. Now he's only got 10,000 left. There are still too many. Take them down to get a drink. Separate those who drink from their hands from those who kneel down and drink with their mouths. All right, so then everyone goes and gets a drink. I can't get down on my knees. And, and on, only, only 300 drank from their hands. So then Gideon said... Those of you who drank from your hands, stay with me. The rest, go home. Yeah. So, so now Gideon's army, he started with 32,000 against 135,000. And then he goes down to 10,000 against 135,000. I'm bad at mathing, but if I move the decimal place, is that like 13 to 1? 132? So then God said... With the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. All right. So now Gideon, he's scared, right? Because he's got 300 guys here. So um, 
God says to him, Get up, go down against the camp, because I am going to give it into your hands. If you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp and listen to what they are saying. Afterward, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. Now, Gideon's good at being scared, right? Like, um, if he went through heart change, we might give him a pink name that says, like, Scaredy Cat or something like that, you know? And uh, so God knows that he's going to need some encouragement. So uh, you take God up on that offer, and in the middle of the night, you go down into the Midianite camp, which that actually takes some bravery, right? You know, I mean, so God's not just handing it to him on a silver platter here. He's going to have to man up and, and work for it, but God's offering him the opportunity to have his faith built up. So um, why don't you take Elaine, because she's your trusted, you know, sidekick here. And, and we're going to go down into the middle of the Midianite camp. And while you're in the middle of the Midianite camp, middle of the night, they're all sound asleep. And then, um, and, and then oh, we'll, we'll go right here. This will be middle enough-ish. Yeah. It's, it's definitely the middle, yeah. But, but our characters are here. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, so then while you're in the middle of the camp, you hear this dream. <gasps> oh my goodness, I just had the craziest dream. What was it? I dreamt that there was this ginormous, weird-looking barley loaf, and it rolled down the hill, and it started smashing everything. I know what it means. You do? That means Gideon's army is going to come and conquer you. Us. Oh, snap. <laughs> So Gideon hears that dream be interpreted that way, just happenstance, right in the middle of the camp, right in the middle of the night, right? And so, um, so in that moment, he, he takes and probably very stealthily builds an altar and worships God right there in the middle of the Midianite camp. And then, um, and, and then he comes back to his soldiers, all 300 of them. And, uh, and he, he's got some marching orders for him. He now knows exactly how he's going to defeat Midian. The Lord has given the Mennonite camp into your hands, divided into three groups. Each of you take a trumpet and a jar with a torch hidden in it. Surround the midnight camp. When you hear the sound of the trumpet, take your torches out of the jar, break the jar on the ground, hold the torch up in the air, blow your trumpet and shout, for the sword of the Lord and for Gideon. Yeah. All right, so go do that. Surround them. Get your torches and your trumpets and your, your things there. All right, and then, so everyone's waiting for the cue. They're going to wait for Gideon to make a trumpet sound here, and when they hear the sound of Gideon's trumpet, they're going to do what he instructed them to do. All right, and then, for the sword of the Lord and for Gideon. And then all of you Midianites get so scared, you don't know what's going on. You think you're being attacked, so you grab your swords and start killing each other. <laughs> That's a bad day. If you're a Midianite, if you're Gideon, it's a pretty good day. <laughs> it could be, yeah. And, and so, so on. And the few that survived, Gideon chased them down. And uh, and 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 that day, it happened just as God said it would. That Gideon defeated Midian as if it were just one man. So, good job, Gideon. Thank you, sir. So um, we, we tell that story because 
Uh, well, for a bunch of reasons. It's fun. That's one reason. But another reason is because um, we see that God saw something in Gideon that he did not even see in himself. You know, when God came to him and said, Hail, mighty warrior, he's like, huh? No. You know, and, and these last, you know, three and a half days, um, I, I believe that God has been identifying and calling out something from these six participants of heart change. And he's been, he's been coaxing it out of them, just like God coaxed that, that warrior, that faith out of Gideon. And God's been, been calling it out from them. He put it there, and he knows it's there, and he's calling it out. And they get to, oh, wow, hey, look, there it is. And that, that's what's been happening with these participants. So just as God gave um, Gideon a new name, you know, Mighty Warrior, uh, we believe that God has a new name for these participants as well. And so um, in a moment, the TAs are going to come and minister to the participants and give them, uh, you know, a new name. And, uh, you know, in, in the book of Revelation, it says that, that Jesus has a name for, uh, for us, for me, that only he knows. And he's got it written on a white rock. So we don't claim to know, like, what that name is. But, you know, I believe that God has lots of names for me. You know, there are a lot of circumstances where I'm, I find myself struggling and, I, and I, I call out to God and he says, hey, I've put something in you to deal with this time. So I'm going to call that out from you. And so, um, you know, as the TAs come to you participants and give you that new name, just, you know, um, allow God to minister to your heart and, and show you that thing that he's been developing in you this weekend. So uh, TAs, go ahead and come and do that. And, and for the rest of you, you know, just take some time and ask God, what is it that, that you've put in me that you want to call out from me so that I can be ready to face challenges and to, to bring people into freedom? Because that's what God did with Gideon, and I think he wants to do that with us too. So um, TAs, go ahead and give those new names.
so I'm going to ask uh, that one at a time our participants uh, just stand and take the microphone where you're, where you're at and um, introduce yourself by your new name. Since he's standing right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I am God's precious jewel. Yeah. Hmm. I am God's dream catcher. Yeah. I'm God's redeemed light. Mm. I'm God's uncovered diamond. Mm. Mm -hmm. I want to let you guys know what my first name was, though. Vanished value. Mm. Today, I'm God's treasure chest. Yeah. God's dancing queen. I love that. <laughs> and we love you. Huh? And we love you. Oh, bless you. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we want to end our time with... Um, uh, a, a song that we would like for everyone to join us in, in singing. And um, we've rewritten the words a little bit, so just a little bit. Um, you'll see on, on the screen where it says um, to, to sing your, or to shout, actually, to shout your new name. So for those of you that have been through Heart Change and you have a new name during that time in the, you know, in the song, just shout that out triumphantly. Um, and those of you that are, you know, not been through Heart Change yet, um, if you feel like God has given you a new identity, feel free to, to shout out a name that would represent that new identity that you have in him. So, um, so if you wouldn't mind, let's all stand together and we can sing this song.
Can everybody shout out your new name? God's good people, Shepherd. Well, we want to thank you again for uh, hosting Heart Change for a second time now. And um, at this time, I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor Kenny, and he's going to tell you whatever is next. <laughs> popular, popular verse um, that we refer to from time to time is found in Revelations 12, 11. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. And I was thinking this morning as we heard the testimonies that, that you all shared that have been through heart change, that it's the word of your testimony. It's the blood of the Lamb. It's the word of your testimony. And I was thinking, man, how powerful that is uh, for us to hear. Uh, but it's powerful because it's not only that you overcame by the word of your testimony, it's that some of us here heard your testimony and there became this impartation of overcoming for us as well. So I, I don't know, did, did any of you hear anything just by a show of hands and, and keep them up if you would. Did you hear anything that, that gave you hope, gave you overcoming capability? Did you, did you hear anything that just kind of broke some things loose in your life this morning? Yeah, if you guys that participated look around that your words had more than just impact on your life. It's uh, Jesus in you, the hope of glory. There's something powerful going on. So I, I just wanted to share that with you guys real quick. Um, we got to do a little family thing. Cindy Tracy is leaving for a two-week trip to Israel. Uh, and so we wanted to pray over Cindy. So Cindy, come on up. And while we, we're going to pray over Cindy, and just a, as a reminder to keep praying for Alex Weed. She's currently in Manipur, uh, India, and uh, she's there for a couple months. Uh, and then she goes to Guatemala from there, right, Lance? So uh, if you keep Alex in your prayers, uh, some really good stuff is happening, but it's all shrouded in a lot of difficulty. <laughs> all right? So, Cindy, come on up. Why don't you tell them what you're going to do, maybe some details when you leave and all of that. 
I'm leaving by car here in uh, one hour with friends <laughs> uh, to drive to uh, Doug Douglas Casper area. I've never been to where we're going. And we'll stay there for a couple of nights while the weather clears and then drive down to uh, Denver, fly out from Denver to Newark. Uh, the next morning we leave, we're at the airport at 8 a.m. And then from Newark to Tel Aviv, 10 hour trip. <laughs> And um, we're going, to, it's called the Classic Holy Land Tour. So we're going to be going everywhere that Jesus went. I hope to get um, rebaptized in the River Jordan. And we're going to have communion at the uh, tomb where Jesus rode. So, and plus a lot more. We're going to be going on, on a little boat trip on the Sea of Galilee and take a dip in the Dead Sea which Christy Stradley, <laughs> she texted me yesterday. This is kind of probably too much information, but she said, she said, don't shave your legs before going in the Dead Sea because I have a friend that did that and it hurt like the Dickens. <laughs> so, so anyway, and I want to come back safely to my family and everyone here. So, so just extend your hands towards Cindy and we're going to, Pray over her. Father, we thank you for Cindy and her investment of her life in us. And Lord, also, we thank you for this provision of such a wonderful trip for her. That, Lord, it wouldn't be just a, a trip or it just wouldn't be a vacation. It would be a time of revelation. It'd be a time of impartation. And, Lord, it would be... <laughs> A time of invitation. And I gotta say, Cindy, I don't know what that means, but it's just so powerfully the Lord just speaking that word. And I think sometimes, Lord, we feel like we've reached an age that, that there's nothing all that exciting, all that um, meaningful ahead. And I just really believe that what you're saying is that there's um, that revelation, that impartation, that invitation for things ahead, um, that they're hope-filled, they're spirit-filled. They're uh, times where Lord Cindy will have an understanding of things that others don't have around her and that She'll be able to share those things because of what you do in her and through her on this trip. So, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to take this time away and pray, Lord, that it would be a, a blessing not only to Cindy, but those that she travels with as well. Keep your hand upon all of them. Keep them safe, Lord, and we ask that you bring, bring them back safely. And, and, Lord, at the same time, I also pray that you give them divine appointments along the way. Lord, on every part of their trip, that there'd be divine appointments. There'd just be those things that they'd see um, were established by your hand. And we agree for these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.